You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host and Jason Cook and today we've got Cosman Dan Marika joining us in the studio. Welcome Cosman. Good morning, Jason, and good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's good to have you here, Cosman. Now, this was a little bit unexpected. Um, We were meant to have Mark Falconer here today, but he's been uh, called away to some meetings, and so you've volunteered to step in, so thank you for doing that. And uh, it's great to have you back here. Now, we did have you here previously um, back in August, and... uh, you did share a, a bit about your journey to Australia and uh, even to Tasmania and, and how God was with you and some amazing things how God led on the way. Yes, it was uh, very important to reflect on how God is leading you in the past. You get strength to what the future will bring. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to go back and have a listen to previous episodes, if you want to learn more about Cosman, um you can go back and have a listen to our episode from the 19th of August, and that is available on our Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au or the Faith FM Australia app that you can download from the app store. Now, Cosman, I believe um, you enjoy a little bit of bike riding occasionally. Yesterday, I did 65 kilometers. That's that's uh, quite a quite a distance. My uh, my eldest son enjoys some bike riding, and he'll often uh, go for a big long ride. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, is it road bike? Is it what you ride? It's just a road bike. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Now, tell us what uh, are you preparing or training for something? Yeah, well, I'm training. I need to get to uh, to do very easily 150 kilometers mm-hmm. because in February we are going to. A ride uh, from uh, with a group of colleagues from Melbourne to uh, Sydney, and uh, how many kilometres is that approximately? That's probably just just over a thousand kilometres. Right, and uh, we need to ride around 160 kilometres every day. And you so say you're doing that in what about a week? A bit about over a week. week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that sounds like a pretty tiring thing to do. <laughs> yes. so, so tell me, why are you doing it? <laughs> well, it goes back, it really goes back to uh, an inspiration that we got from uh, two people, Philip and uh, Frederick Ricci. Uh, they were both Adventist booksellers okay. back in the 1800s. Right. And uh, they, were, they were riding in the regional Australia thousands of kilometers selling books and uh, they they sold one book uh, to uh, someone by the name of uh, Tom Kent uh, who, uh, who his wife actually just passed away his life was transformed and, and as a result of that many many other people around 20,000 people got to know Jesus as a result of a sale of uh, the great controversy book yeah. so that is that is inspiring us to go and give books away to people awesome. and that's what we are planning to do awesome well how can people find out more information and can uh, can people help with this in any way a- absolutely there is a, a website called i will go uh, and um, they can uh, they can go there have a look and uh, they can help us to purchase literature so there is a, a way you can donate and support us in uh, 
in purchasing uh, books like The Great Controversy, like uh, Live More, uh, and uh, we, we plan to stop around in little towns uh, where we see people and uh, engage in conversations, mm. give them the books if they want to have them, have a prayer with them if, uh, if the Lord um, uh, leads us that way. The most important thing you can help is to pray for the success of this event, that people could go ahead and work on people's hearts. Okay. Well, you can find out more information. It, it was actually IWillGoRide.org. Yeah, yes. not .com. Yeah. I think you said .com yeah. before. IWillGoRide.org. But you can text in to our show number, 0488-880-891. That's Tassie Encounters, 0488-880-891. Text in the code RIDE23, and we'll send you a text message with the website address, and uh, you can go there and find out more about this uh, event that you're doing. Yeah. Thank you for helping us. No worries. Yeah, it'd be great to have people contributing to that. Now, today, Cosman, we're going to be looking at uh, living while waiting for Jesus' return. But you've got a bit of a story to kick us off here. Well, over the weekend... Um I learned a little bit of a, of a story. It was this um, young student that went home from school and uh, on the way he stopped uh, at the market and uh, he heard this man saying, uh, selling ice cream and uh, he was saying, well, today is $5, tomorrow is free. And he thought for himself, well, if today I get uh, an ice cream for $5, that means tomorrow I get it for free. So he went, paid $5, and next day he came and he said, well, I'm here to get my ice cream. And the man said, well, today is $5, tomorrow is free. <laughs> but the boy said, but yesterday you said that today is free. Young man, I actually said today is $5, tomorrow is free. The next day, the young boy came again, and he said, well, I'm here for the ice cream at which uh, uh, the seller basically replied to him and said, My son, today is $5, tomorrow is free. You see, tomorrow never comes. Mm. Mm. Which uh, <laughs> the moral of this story sent my thoughts to what actually Jesus um, told us many, many times through the New Testament that Today is the time when we actually need to prepare for his return. Mm. If we leave it for tomorrow, that day will never come. Mm. In actual fact, we will see through the program that uh, that day, then when Jesus comes, will will come very unexpectedly. Mm. We need to be preparing today. We've got a passage um, that we're going to kick off here today, and we're we're looking at the end of Matthew chapter twenty-four. And as you said, it's going to come unexpectedly, but uh, I'd like to just uh, start with um, verse 42 of this chapter. Now, Jesus has just told his disciples and, and the crowd about um, what are the signs of the end here. Is that right? Yes. He, he goes through all of those signs in the political world, in the social world, in, in the physical in the world, physical world yeah, and different uh, things. earthquakes, wars. and yeah. And then at the end... In verse 42, he says, well, watch, therefore, because you do not know the hour, you don't know what hour your Lord is coming. Mm, yeah. And then he goes into a series of parables, because he wants to explain, and he wants to take us on a journey on how we can get ready, on how we can be ready for the Lord's return. You see, Jesus never just told us 
oh, watch it because uh, you don't ever know, and that's it. He actually gave us uh, some some good details on how we can do that. And it's interesting that this is one event in in Bible prophecy. You know, there have been many things in Bible prophecy where God has given us um, time frames and things like that, but this is one event that. There's no time frame, exact time frame given. No exact time frame. But All we know are the signs. We know the signs mm. and we know what we need to do mm. to be ready for mm. that. So uh, it's a good thing, even though many have tried to predict the uh, the second coming, and we know that um, that's happened in the past, but uh, so far... All of those predictions have been wrong. <laughs> well, it says very clearly there, you never, you don't know. You do not know the hour the Lord is coming. And, and right. to emphasize that, Jesus basically gave them a little, uh, a little parable with someone, the master of the house, that uh, if, if, if the master of the house would know when the thief comes to break in, he'd be, he'd be ready <laughs> he for it. He would be ready for it. <laughs> um, and that's why, Again, emphasizes, be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Mm. And it's like anything, isn't it, that we have to prepare ahead of time. If, if you want to prepare for the thief that's coming, you need to prepare ahead of time. You need to secure your property. You need to you know, do things to prepare. And I guess that's the same with our, with our uh, waiting for Jesus' return. Mm. We have to be prepared. Yes. Mm. Well, there is an undercurrent mm. uh, through all these parables. Um, there are four parables that we are going to look at, at at them, and the other current is that the bridegroom or the Lord or Jesus is delayed. Mm. Uh, verse uh, forty-eight of chapter twenty-four, verse five of chapter twenty-five, verse nineteen. Um, a long time that he's gone. There's a, there's a delay, and then he goes to explain a little bit what's happening. Uh, there is a parable called the faithful servant and the evil servant in end of Matthew chapter twenty-four. And there, the master of the house goes away for a long time and mm. is delayed. And uh, there is a servant that is good and does the good thing. And there is a, a wicked servant that says in his heart, well, my master is delaying his coming. He is coming along. He is not here. We don't know when he's coming. So he gets to be quite um, uh, unfaithful. Well, yeah. or he, he goes off and does uh, all sorts of things that if his master things, was yes. there, he wouldn't be he doing. He wouldn't be doing it, exactly. <laughs> he gets and eats and drinks with the drunkards and uh, uh, gets to a point where he actually even beats someone. Um, and Jesus says, at the moment when he doesn't know, he's not aware, he's not expecting, the master comes mm. and sends him with the hypocrites. Mm. So it's a very clear story for us, isn't it, that we shouldn't um, be of this mindset, oh, well, Jesus is coming sometime in the future, I don't have to worry about that now, I can live my life however I want, and then just before the end I'll get ready and everything will be all right. That's not how Jesus wants us to live. We're going to go to a break, but we've got a question for you. Do you think Jesus is coming back soon? And tell us why or why not. We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488880891. Do you think Jesus is coming back soon? Tell us why or why not. This is Faith To Be Strong. Give us faith to be strong, Father, we are so weak. Our bodies are fragile and weary 
And as we stagger and stumble to walk where you lead, give us faith to be strong. Give us faith to be strong. Give us strength to be faithful. This life is not long, but it's hard. Give us grace to go on. Make us willing and able. Lord, give us faith to be strong. When we're torn Mend us up when we break This flesh can be wounded and shaking When there's much too much trouble For one heart to take Give us peace when we're torn Give us faith to be strong Give us strength to be faithful Life is not long, but it's hard. Give us grace to go on, make us willing and able. Lord, give us faith to be strong. Father, we cannot see how the sorrow we feel can bring freedom. And as hard as we try, Lord, it's hard to believe. So give us hearts to find hope. Give us faith to be strong. Give us strength to be faithful. This life is not long. Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and that was Andrew Peterson with Faith to be Strong. Now, during the break, we received a message. I asked you a question before the break. Do you think Jesus is coming back soon? Tell us why or why not. And Margie has texted in. the Good morning, Margie. Um, she says, judging by prophecy, I think Jesus is coming soon. I can't wait. I feel so excited. Wow, that's good. That's really good. If you can be excited and you know that you're ready, then that is a wonderful thing. And obviously we want more people to be like that. We want more people to be ready and excited. Absolutely. Um, now, Cosman, we're talking about living while waiting for Jesus' return. And uh, we've been looking at the end of Matthew chapter 24. And now we're going to move over into 25 where Jesus shares another few parables. Yeah, so we are building from uh, uh, the end of chapter 24 where we learn that we need to live in a continual expectancy 
of Jesus coming soon. And then in Matthew chapter 25, um, Jesus builds up and gives us a few more details. Mm. And there is a parable, the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. There are ten of them, five wise and five foolish. They all expect the groom, the bridegroom to come, Jesus. That means they are all uh, followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, They um, fall asleep. And both groups both fall asleep, groups fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. and when the announcement comes Jesus is coming the groom is coming they wake up and uh, the wise uh, ones they, they have still oil in their lamps they have reserves and the foolish ones they are not ready for the bridegroom to come they are not mm. ready for Jesus to come and they have to go back into town to, to buy some more oil is that right? but <laughs> by that time it's too late Yeah. so we learn a few things from this parable one thing is that, uh, yes, we need to continue to live on a state of expectancy. However, we all fall asleep. At some point in time, we fall asleep. Mm. And um, as good as we are, we won't be able to, to continue to watch it all the time. Which means that you need to prepare yourself ahead of time. If you leave it for the last minute, the risk is too great mm. and you won't going to make it. And of course, we've got the other, and no, this is not sort of where <laughs> where you want to focus right now, but we've got that other issue of, you know, we never know when our time's up. No, we never know. Yes, absolutely. Things happen, and, well, uh, and we need to be ready at any time because our time may be up any time. This is why William Barclay actually brings that, uh, that parable of Satan and his cohorts coming in, mm-hmm. and uh, he plans how we can uh, basically... Uh, get more people on our side. Mm. And uh, there's one angel that says, well, I'm going to tell them there is no hell. And Satan says, well, you aren't going to foolish. You aren't going to fool everyone. I'm going to tell them a second one comes, there is no God. And he says, well, of course there is a God. People will realize that you can fool some, but not all of them. Mm. And then the third one comes and says, I'm going to tell them not to rush. Mm. And he says, go, because with that, you are going to take many on our side. Mm. Um, why not to rush it? Because you can tell people, well, you can do it tomorrow. You can go on your knees tomorrow. You can talk to God tomorrow. You can uh, come back to, to the Lord when all of these big signs come up. But that will be too late. Mm. Um, we need to prepare ahead of time. Mm. And it's interesting with this parable, um, the foolish uh, people here, the foolish virgins, asked the uh, wise virgins who had reserves, they asked if they could have some of their own oil. And it seems a little bit mean because the other said, no, we can't We can't share our oil with you. Um, tell us what that really means. You know, why, why could the wise virgins not share their oil with the others? Yes. That brings us a little bit into the judgment area here. Um, because prior to Jesus, there is a judgment. And uh, we face... This judgment, who the Bible tells us is for the saints, is on behalf of the saints, is for the people of God that do the right things. And uh, they are going to be judged fairly and faithfully and with a good yes. But that is an individual response. It's an Mm. individual matter. Um, It's not uh, a group salvation. Um, You need to be responsible yourself. For your own deeds. I can't save you and you can't save me. I can't save my wife. I can't save my children. Yeah. 
every person has to make their own choice and and uh, they need to act on that choice. Yes, mm-hmm. and that is this uh, what this parable actually tells us is that on that choice that you make, uh, you have to do it ahead of time. Be prepared, mm. even if you fall asleep. Mm. But you need to have your reserves. You need to be ready. You need to be in time. Mm. Because the moment comes, wake up call, and you need to be marching. Mm. And if you are not ready, you are lacking behind. Mm. Uh, Is there more in this parable that we want to unpack before we move on to the next one? There is also something very interesting in here is that the bridegroom, Jesus says, I am the bridegroom. Mm. And according to the Bible literature, especially the Old Testament, remember he was talking to uh, Pharisees, he was talking to Jewish people. For them, the ones that read the Old Testament, the bridegroom was always God the Father. And the bride was themselves, the Jewish nation. Mm. Jesus here comes very boldly and says, well, I am the bridegroom. Remember, he also said, I am who I am. Mm. And that was very bold of him to say in front of all the other people that was in the audience. Of course, we know Jesus is God, mm. right? Um, so while uh, while we are waiting for Jesus to come back, we are actually waiting for God to come mm. at the end to be with us here on this earth. I notice uh, in verse 12, this is Matthew 25, verse 12, it says... Um, this is to the virgins who came back after going and getting some more oil from town. Um, they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. That would be a terrible thing, wouldn't it? would be. And we will see that um, exactly saying. Uh, it's basically a link to the last parable we are going to look at today. Mm, yeah. We've got a couple of minutes before we go to a break, so uh, should we move on to the next parable, which is a bit longer, the parable of the talents. Um, this is talking about, a again, a, um, a master who goes away for a while. Well, here Jesus brings more details. So he builds up on, on his idea of uh, be ready, you don't know when Jesus is coming. You don't know when the master is coming back. It's a long time delayed. Um, you've got to do it personally. There's no group that will save you. Uh, you've got to be prepared at any time. You have to have reserves. But what does it mean to watch? Mm. What does it mean to be ready? Mm. And this is what the parable of the ten virgins does not really address. Okay. Yeah. It is actually addressed in the parable of the talents. Yeah. What does it mean to be ready? What do you have to do to be ready? What do you have to, uh, to, to be involved with? And how you can, you can make sure you are prepared and ready for the Lord's return. And so this is in uh, verse 14 uh, of Matthew chapter 25. Uh, should we read a bit of this? Yeah, so basically in, uh, in this parable of the talents... The Lord or the, the Master uh, basically goes away again and uh, is a long time away. He Before he leaves, he gives five talents. Big talents was like a sum of money. A yeah. sum of money, like billions of dollars mm. to one person. Then he gives another two talents to another person. And another third servant, he gives him one, one talent. talent. Mm. Now, 
the parable tells us that the five, the, the person that got five talents, he goes away, works, invests, and uh, when when the Lord comes back, when the master comes back, he can bring another five, in total ten. The other one, with two, works it, invests it, gets another two, four. And the last one, he doesn't do that. He does something different. He goes and digs a hole in the ground, puts it in there, saves it for the master. When the master comes back, he can bring it to the master. Mm. He says, look, this is yours. You gave me and trusted me. And that's not something uh, necessarily wrong. It's not something that wasn't done before. Back in those days, it was the custom that, you know, in order to preserve things, in order to preserve your investment, you would bury it in the ground. Mm. And, of course, the listener, Jesus, actually had another parable about something that was hidden yeah, in the ground. Yeah, true. So it, it wasn't something unknown. Mm. But this parable actually tells us, Jesus is intentionally telling us, there is something that I want to tell you here. To be ready for the Lord to come, you we actually need to be doing something. do something. Mm. Well, we'll come back after the break and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But our question for you today, do you think Jesus is coming back soon? Tell us why or why not. Text us in your answer on 0488-880-891. And we've got a book offer coming up later in the program. It's called Waiting and Longing. And we'll tell you a bit more about that later. Right now, this is Who is Jesus by Carolyn Cobb. on his chest. 
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Cosman Dan Marika on our series Encounters with Jesus and we're talking about the topic of living while waiting for Jesus' return and before the break we looked at Matthew chapter 25 um, this was verse 14 through to 30 we didn't actually read it but Cosman gave us a summary of this parable that Jesus told us. It's called the parable of the talents. And we're going to unpack that a little bit more now, Cosman. So uh, just in recap, the master was traveling away. He gave one of his servants five talents, which is a substantial amount of money. Another one, two talents. And the final one, one talent. And uh, what we know and what we discussed is that the, the third one who was given one talent dug a big hole and buried it in there for safekeeping. So what Jesus wants to build up on his teaching here is that while we are waiting for him to come, readiness for his return does not mean that we're passively waiting for that event. Rather, readiness for for the event of the Lord coming or for the Master's coming is responsible activity. And that is uh, an activity that produces results. Mm. Results that are approved by the master. Not mm. any kind of results. Uh, results that the master can see, can touch, can see it, and then he can approve of. Mm. And the two uh, servants, the one with the five talents, the one with the two talents, that's exactly what they did. They doubled their, uh, their amounts, didn't <laughs> yes, they? Yes, they invested it. Mm. They actually worked for the kingdom of heaven. They they got involved mm. and uh, they produced results. The other one, well, he didn't really want to do much but uh, to preserve. Mm. And here it is a lesson for us. If you just want to preserve, you lose it. To me, that this is going to sound really bad, <laughs> but there's a, there's a, a phrase called pew warmers. <laughs> People who come to church, they sit and they listen and they leave. 
Um, I'm not uh, wanting to condemn anyone here, but uh, or any any listener. But uh, sometimes our Christian walk can be a bit like that, isn't it? We, we're there just for ourselves and not for any other purpose. That's exactly what Jesus says you need to avoid. Mm. If you want to be ready, you need to get involved. Mm. You need to be actively doing a part that uh, God has given you to do. And this is something very interesting here. God does not expect everyone to do the same things. Yeah, because he's given them three different yes. sets. Yeah. Like uh, you, Jason, you have a different set of skills than I have. Mm. God does not expect you to do what I do, and does, God doesn't expect me to do what you do. Mm. But God expects us both to put the same amount of effort into the skills that he has given us. Mm. If we are just sitting and doing nothing... We are basically the third, the, the third uh, servant, servant here. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting in other passages in the New Testament where it talks about that God's given each of us a gift. Yes, and uh, He gives those gifts to us for the service. And to some people, He gives more gifts. Yeah, and mm. some people less gifts. Mm. That's God. Mm. We don't judge. We mm. can't judge. Mm. He, in His wisdom, does that. Mm. Our part is to use to that. use them, mm. whatever we've been given, to use it. Wherever we've been getting in, whatever situation we are, in whatever circle of influence we are, there we need to be faithful in what God has given and where God has put us. Mm. It's the it's beautiful what, what the Lord says to those two servants who did well and who doubled their talents. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over, over many things. Mm enter into the joy of your Lord. And I assume what he's saying there is that uh, welcome to eternal life. <laughs> yes, and that is a really nice transition to the next passage that he brings up, which is, uh, actually it's an apocalyptic type of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there... Uh, we this have, is from verse 31. Yes, we yeah. have that vision where the Son of Man is uh, in His glory with His holy angels and all the nations come and He separates people. He separates mm. the good ones to the right. He separates the bad ones to the left because the the right side of the king was always the good one. Yeah, um, and on the right-hand side of God. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and the and sheep... Are a symbol of the good people, yeah. and the goats are a symbol of the ones that are wicked. Yeah. So they separate them, and this 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 there's a funny thing here because both groups are quite surprised. They are surprised. They say, oh, the wicked ones. Well, why are we to the left? Because mm. we've done this in your name. We've been preaching, we've been casting demons, we've been praying, we've been doing evangelism, we've been involved. Um, Why are we on the left? We should be on the right. Mm. And Jesus says to them, well, depart from me because I don't know you. Don't know you. Yeah, that's that's, uh, their tough words to hear. It brings me back to the parable of the virgins. Yes, I do not know you. I do not know you. And they were faithful people. Mm. They were believers. Mm. And then the other ones, the the ones that are the, sh- the sheep on the right-hand side, they are surprised as well. They say, why are we here? Uh, w- well, you are here because you've done this, you've done that, you've done that. And they say, well, where have we done this, Lord? <laughs> we don't remember doing it. Mm. And Jesus explains, when you be helping someone, you help me. And uh, basically the response, the crucial element in this 
parable, the, the element of surprise, um, comes from a false interpretation of what true religion is. Mm. Most of the people today, as they were back in the time of Jesus, they had a, a false interpretation of what religion means, what good religion is. Because the average back then and now believe that the heart of true religion is believing in right doctrines, mm. believe, believing in, the, in a right set of doctrines, uh, believing in the right rituals uh, or a lifestyle duty. And you see that in all sorts of religions around the world. Even in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, we have the right doctrines, pure doctrines. But just the doctrines won't going to help you, won't going to save you. So I'm, I'm really interested in this parable because it seems as though here um, we need to focus on helping the hungry, feeding the poor, um, you know, giving a drink to those who are thirsty, um, helping a stranger when they, they need that. So this is this is very much a concept, I guess, you'd, you'd label under the banner of social justice. Um, and obviously the, the second group, the, the people, the goats, I guess, were uh, not doing that. They were not feeding the hungry. They were not doing this. So when we look at this, is this saying that all we have to do to enter into you know, eternal life with God is, is feed the poor, feed the hungry. No, absolutely. It doesn't say that. You see, if um, the, what I read in the parable is if the wicked people, if the ones that were the, on the left, the goats, if they would have known that... That's what you had to do. That's what you have to do. They would have gladly do it yeah. because, you know, they were there for themselves. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be saved. Um, which... Um, it tells us that in order for us to do the, the right things, to help people and so on, we need to internalize first a relationship with God. It's Because that phrase comes up, I never knew you. Exactly. Yeah. How do you know the Lord? Mm. Well, you know the Lord first, and then you do the actions of knowing the Lord. Mm. So it's not a matter of uh, works-based salvation. In other words, we can't earn our way to heaven by doing good things, but we do good things as a result of a saving relationship. Well, we can, you, can do the, you can do the good things, like the, the goats said, yeah. well, we've done all these good things, and Jesus still tells says, you, I never knew you. I never knew you. Yeah. Because you've got to do all these good things out of internalization of you knowing the Lord and yeah. the Lord knowing you. Mm. And that only stems from a personal relation with God mm. through prayer, through devotion, through um, the Lord leading you, through trusting, through uh, faithfulness. Mm. Um, and when you develop that relation with God, all these other things stem out of that relation and you don't even realize that you are doing them. Mm. So this this really is the real genuine religion that God is calling for, isn't it? Yes. It's the real relationship with him, and it's the action that's, that, that flows out of that real relationship with him that, that causes him to say to us, um, welcome. Welcome, because I know you. <laughs> well, I know you. I know you because you talk to me every morning. Mm. I know you because uh, you are faithful to me. I know you because uh, we've been chatting and mm. I, I directed you or every day on how to do things and mm. where to go. And mm. I know you. Mm. 
Beautiful. Well, we're going to come back and we're going to wrap this up shortly, but our book offer for today is called Waiting and Longing, Being Ready for the Return of Jesus Whenever It Happens by Randall Roberts. Christians have been waiting for Jesus to return ever since an angel asked the questions, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? That's found in Acts chapter 1. Let's be honest, we're tired of waiting. We want to see Jesus and we want to see him now. With hearts broken, we long for a world where sin is distant, quickly fading memory. It's time to shift our focus, to move beyond thinking more about when, about the when of Christ's return to living as people getting ready for it. In Matthew 24 and 25, which is the chapters we've been studying today, Jesus looks for followers who will do his will. He seeks for those who belong to him, regardless of whether or not he will come in their lifetimes. Does that describe us? Does that describe you? Does it describe me? In Waiting and Longing, Pastor Randy Roberts shows us how to live as believers, preparing to meet the Saviour today and always. Are you ready to read this book? If so, hang in there, tune in, uh, keep keep listening. We've got the code coming up after the break. This is Look to Jesus by Phil Wickham. Death looks like an empty grave Fear looks like a giant slain Trials look like gifts of grace When I look to Jesus Failure's bout of victory Sin has lost its hold on me Endless love is all I see When I look to Jesus
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're finishing up our program with Cosman Dan Marika. The uh, title which we've called Living While Waiting for Jesus' Return. And before the break we looked at our book offer for today, Waiting and Longing. This is uh, Being Ready for the Return of Jesus Whenever It Happens by Randall Roberts. We've got just three copies to give away today. So text in this code when I give you the code to 0488880891. That's 0488880891. And uh, there's three copies. First three in will receive a copy of this book. Encounter 32, E-N-C-O-U-N-T-E-R, and the number 32. No spaces. Text that in to 0488880891. Now, Cosman, before the break, we were talking about uh, the sheep and the goats and uh, how Jesus separated them. And it was the sheep who didn't even realize they were serving God in the things that they were doing, but they were actually actively doing things. They were feeding the hungry and uh, the thirsty and taking the strangers in. So is salvation really just about social justice? That's the question that we have. And, and many people these days, it's uh, social justice is a popular thing. It is popular. And, uh, Honestly, it is way more popular than to think of the other section of apocalyptic uh, uh, vision in uh, the book of Revelation that talks about beasts and other things. Mm. Um, It is popular because uh, this is how we are relevant in today's world. And this is how Jesus was relevant uh, in his time as well. He Mm. actually helped people. He healed them. He gave them food. He fed them. Um, But uh, if you think about it, Jesus actually refuted this way to the kingdom. Uh, when he fed the 5,000, and there were probably 10,000 by the time we had the ladies and the children, mm. he fed them, and they said, wow, this is a prophet like Moses. He, Moses gave manna from heaven to our ancestors. Jesus will give us food. Let's make him king. And he actually had to send all the disciples and um, the, all that big crowd away because he actually wanted to give them more than just food. Mm. Uh, food was not the answer. He wanted to give them uh, the real food, the food that um, is to do with the heart, not with the stomach. Mm. And uh, that is a greater hunger that people have even today. And that hunger, whether they acknowledge it or not, is about who is God? How can I worship in the right way? Um, and this is why the same Jesus... And how do I know him? How do I know him? Yeah. The, the, the same Jesus who gave us the message in Micah, uh, chapter 6, verse 6 and 8, and he uh, brought it in through the Gospels again uh, many times, three times actually, before he gave um, this apocalyptic vision in Matthew 24 and 25. James 1, 27 tells us again the true religion is to look after the widows and after mm. the poor. Mm. The same Jesus who said that and did that also gave a message in the book of Revelation, which Revelation means is the message is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. All stems to really the middle of the book of Revelation, which is chapter 14, where he charges his people, the sheep, the ones on the right side, to go out and preach. Share a message. And share the message. Mm. And the message is what brings the right food to people. And first of all, that message is the gospel. 
Yes. The good news about what Jesus has done for people. And, and the gospel is not only Jesus died, because uh, while the Lamb of God is preached also, we need to preach about the, the, lion, of the, king, the lion of the tribe of Judah, which is Jesus coming victorious. Mm, he, he is resurrected and mm. he is coming back. That's mm. the gospel in the full version. Mm. We need to preach him coming again. Mm. And that's what actually... Revelation chapter 14 tells us we need to be doing that. Mm. So, both the social justice and the preaching of the gospel goes hand in hand. And, and, and Revelation 14 um, also focuses on, on um, a, a right way of worshipping and, and you know, understanding who we're worshipping and how we're worshipping and things like that. It goes through from earlier chapters, chapter 12, chapter 13, that is really all about who are we worshipping? How are we worshipping? First, we need to worship the Creator God. Yes. Creator of the universe. Mm. We need to send this message across in our preaching, in our lives, in the way we talk to people, not only from the pulpits in the church, but also in private conversations. Mm. Um, There is a time that will come when the right worship is put to the test. Are Mm. you going to worship on Saturday or are you going to worship on Sunday? All of these are part of the message of the last days that we need to give to people because this is where people need the real food. And God charged you and me to do that. Also, we need to help the poor and the widows. But the more important aspect is the preaching of the gospel in its entire message. Mm. Jesus is coming soon and we need to be ready. We can't do that unless we know Jesus. Mm. If you want to be part of um, the of the goats, well, just preach it. Just talk about uh, everything that needs to be talked just, about. Just go through the motions, go through the rituals. But, do but all Jesus right will things. say to you, well, I don't know you. And you'll say, but I preached in your name. Mm. I did all of this in your name. It needs to come through an internalization of who God is just for you personally. A genuine relationship. A genuine relation. And then out of that stems both the social justice, helping the poor, helping Mm. the outcast, but more importantly, giving them the right food, Mm. which is the knowledge of the God, creator of the universe, coming again, worshipping Him in the right setting and uh, in the right way. There's a passage, and I'm struggling to remember the verse that it comes from, but it talks about how we should not be ashamed to share our faith with people. And this is just coming to mind as we're talking about this, you know, our personal relationship with God should give us courage to open up a a conversation, to have a conversation with somebody who um, doesn't know God the way we do. Mm. Every morning, I pray to God, please help me to be a blessing for someone. This morning, I came to the office. I knew nothing about this program. I didn't know that I'm going to do this. But I do hope that this message is going to be a blessing for someone else. Mm. Um, And uh, if you've been blessed, pass it on. Mm. Tell people Mm. that Jesus is coming Mm. again. Mm. Absolutely. And of course, if uh, you are unsure or you've, you know, you would like to learn more, you can 
text us in, um, give us your details, text us in, tell us that uh, you'd like to know more. We can put you in touch with somebody who could come and uh, do some personal studies with you. And uh, we'd love to be able to help you in that way if that's where you're at and you would like to certainly learn more about who Jesus is and uh, what we need to do to be ready for his coming. Um, Trish has just texted in to say thank you. I've been blessed this morning. Thanks, Trish, for your message. And uh, Margie also texted in to say thank you, Jason and Cosman as well. So it's great to have you listening today. Um, I've been blessed by the message, Cosman, if if uh, no one else has, and I'm sure they have been. <laughs> but uh, thank you for joining us today at short notice. And uh, I do um, pray that uh, many people will be challenged and also encouraged to find that personal relationship with Jesus that uh, is the saving relationship that we all need to have. Next week on our Monday program, Encounters with Jesus, we've got Afi Tuaoi and we'll be studying Hosea chapter 11. And tomorrow, Peter Watts will be with us, Is God a Killjoy? That's a great title. I'm, in, I'm looking forward to that program. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, our code for today, Encounter32, if uh, you haven't claimed that already. This is uh, Do Not Worry by Ellie Holcomb. Have a great day. See the birds that are singing in the spring air. They're giving everything they need. They don't worry where their next meal will come from. They don't worry about a thing. So just look around you Try to listen to the song Creation sings Don't you worry Cause you're in the hands Of the God who made everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See the flowers in their Dressed better than a king They don't worry about what they should wear, no They don't worry about a thing So just look around you Try to listen to the song creation sings And don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God Who made everything because you're, you're not a bird and you're, you're not a flower You don't have petals or wings But there is good news, you're worth so much more To the God who made everything Good news, because you're worth so much more.